And welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Animaniacast. What have you three done recently to help Warner Brothers make money? Uh, we signed up for HBO Max. Not good enough. Welcome, everybody, once again to the Animaniacast. This, of course, is the podcast that is dedicated to the animated television series Animaniacs, as well as other shows within the Riggerverse, such as Tiny Toon Adventures, Pinky in the Brain, and Freakazoid. And today, we're back with a review of the second season from the final season of the Animaniacs reboot. That's right. I am Joey, and joining me once again is my brother Nathan. Well, GG, what now? <laughs> and across the country in Georgia, there's Kelly. Hello. Hey, Kelly. Did you say well, it was the second season? <laughs> did I say the second? I said the sec the second episode of the final episode. Well, okay. Uh, yeah. Of the second, final season. Okay. If I, and if sense. I didn't say that before, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> the second. Yes, it's the second se- second episode. Oh my gosh! Now I'm really about to say it again. The second episode of the third season of the reboot, and this, of course, episode 28. It includes the segments soda pressed. A Starbucks is born and Royal Flush. And uh, boy, if someone were to ask you about this episode, to just, just describe it, I don't know, in just a few words, what would you tell him, Nathan? So depressing. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> okay. And Kelly, what about you? It was kind of depressing. It was kind of depressing. <laughs> Yeah, this one, gosh, I, I I have so many mixed feelings about this one because it seems like it's, it was just, um, I don't know, it just didn't quite hit the landing, I guess, on some of these uh, segments. So I wasn't depressed, but um, don't watch this episode when it's uh, at the end of a long day because if you're like me, you might fall asleep a few times. Um, yeah, <laughs> but that's just me. Uh, I think before... We get into our discussion. We got, and before we get to, of course, our facts and everything, we got to, of course, talk about Tom Ruger and Paul Rugg going to WonderCon in just a couple weeks. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, if you are in anywhere near the Anaheim area, I got to tell you, get to WonderCon because not only will Tom and Paul be having panels about Animaniacs and Freakazoid, but we're also expecting some special guests as well, including Steve and Julie Bernstein, John P. McCann, and Mitch Schauer, who all had parts, well, they all had parts definitely in Freakazoid, but also some, you know, majority of those folks, of course, also worked on uh, Animaniacs as well, uh, not just Freakazoid. So it should be a really fantastic time uh, and I can't wait to to hang out with Paul and Tom and get coverage of it and everything. And there'll be some behind-the-scenes stuff for our patrons as well to kind of find out about how Joey got to Anaheim. Is he walking? Hmm. I don't know. That'd be pretty bad. But how am I going to get there? We'll find out. And what what's, what's WonderCon like? You'll have to see. Uh, at any rate, you can get all that bonus stuff uh like becoming a member of our Patreon, but also this month is really a special thing because if you become a patron before March 31st, 2023, then you'll be in the running for a Yakko signed Yakko Super 7 Ultimates figure, and it will be signed by Tom Ruger. And that right there, that's like 55 bucks right there worth of stuff signed by Tom Ruger, and that's just priceless right there. So to do that, you just become a patron of at least $4. And after that month, you know, hey, you could cancel if you want to, or you can just keep on uh, supporting our podcast, whatever you like. Um, but there's tons for that $4. Not only are you in the running, but of course you get, you're going to get up to 60 
uh, plus episode commentaries, tons of bonus commentary, tons of bonus audio from us as well. So, uh, boy, I mean, four bucks. What is that? A cup of that's a that's a maybe a cup of coffee at Starbucks. (laughs) I mean, and to get this like priceless thing, you know, I don't know. I I want that. It's less than go. I mean, yeah. Usually, when I get a a scratcher lottery ticket, I usually get at least four dollars worth right there. And you know what happens each time? I lose. At least with this, I'd be getting something. I'd be getting you know the audio. And you have much, much higher odds of winning this one. Oh yeah, much 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 higher. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's our that's our Animaniacast guarantee. Much higher odds than the than the lottery of getting something. Yes. Uh, but yes, there's lots of different tiers and everything. So check it out and, uh, we would appreciate your support. Well, and good luck if you do, uh, join the Patreon. So (laughs) Nathan, uh, I think we got to get right into our facts right here. So Nathan, tell us, uh, and I forget the name of this, but it's, I'm going to go for it off the top of my head. Uh, our February fun facts for February 17th. What do we got here, Nathan? Oh, wait. But before I say what do we got, you got to tell us what our theme song is. What's the theme song? Oh, we need a theme song. Uh, the theme song today is called The Air is Cold, The Sky is Dreary. Uh, fun facts for February 17th. And we have so many to give today. And when we say them, we're going to hey, 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 hey. That's right. February 17th. Who's the day today? Not today, but when the snacks are for. <laughs> wow. That was a, it was a, again, a complicated song, a uh, complicated tune, but I liked it. Uh, so what do we got? What facts <laughs> do we got for February 17th today? Um, hey, I've got some uh, birthdays and I tried to find some birthdays and theme of this episode. So we've got like pop singers, we've got like London, we've got like, influencers i don't know so hey uh i know a singer named billy joe armstrong he was born on this day oh that's a guy from uh don't tell me don't tell me to green day yeah green day he was an american though um idiot there's also an english pop singer so that kind of matches up with england we got ed sheeran was born in uh, Halifax, West Yorkshire. He's English, I guess, technically, right? Yeah. Uh, that was in 1991. Um, and then as for uh, an influencer, uh, what better re- influencer than Paris Hilton? Uh, oh. <laughs> she was born in uh, 1981, I believe. 81. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, there we go. 1981 in New York, New York. She is older than I thought she was. I thought she was like mid-80s for some reason, but I don't know. She's older than she's ever been, and now she's even she's older. And now she's even older. As we very all are. Cool. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Thank you for the pop star facts. Uh, I think let's get right into our discussion of today's episode. But first, we got to talk about today's variable verse, which was... Folding paper cranies. Folding paper cranies. And uh, yeah, Yakko and Dot had very nice uh, paper cranes. They were very successful. And uh, Wacko, not as successful. Um, but he was very happy with it. It was kind of a it was kind of a, wa- a ball of paper with two wings on it. But it still counts. It still counts. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't really know what to say about the variable verse, but you guys have anything to say about it? They're cute. Um, yeah, I don't know. It didn't really have anything to do with the episode. No, it was very, very random, and but uh, <laughs> not not one of my tops. But it was just like, oh, okay, cool, nice try. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they could have also just said doing origami instead of folding paper. Is that really animating? Totally insane. Folding origami. Yeah, that's right. I'd have to mispronounce origami. Sure. Well, okay. Uh, let's go ahead and get to our discussion of Soda Pressed. And Soda Pressed was written by Kathleen Chen and Brian Polk, and it was directed by Katie Rice. Nathan, why don't you tell us what happens here in Soda Pressed? All right. Well, the Warners are enjoying some uh, ice cream at the Warner lot when they notice a bunch of people at some area in the Warner lot, and they're at um, there's all these kids, I guess, and they're like 
for some reason, Yako's like, hey, look, it's the Tween Trophy Awards, which I don't know why they he'd be excited for that, but he is very excited about it. <laughs> and <laughs> so they all run over. Oh, look at how many of your fans showed up, Dot. Oh, I bet you're going to win an award. But I didn't prepare a speech. Just this long list of people I've always wanted to thank, intertwined with humorous yet trenchant commentary on the state of the world. Um, and they notice that everyone's wearing these flowers in their head. And they're like, hey, Dot, everyone's wearing flowers in their hair. They must be honoring you. And, the, you know, sure enough, they're giving a lifetime achievement for the Tween Twofy Award. Um, I should pronounce that correctly. Um, <laughs> yes. It's like Tweety um, Bird. Tweety Bird came yeah. up with this place. Yeah. The this Tween Twofy Award. The Tween Twofy Award. <laughs> Norita, Rita, Norita is giving out this award, um, which is the most highest award for all the day. But uh, as Dot's walking up to receive it, she announces Gigi Soda wins. Make some noise for Gigi Soda! Gigi, what now? And we're like, who's Gigi Soda? And sure enough, Gigi Soda comes out. She sings a nice song about how her flower keeps all the negative energies away or something like that. When I wear And, you know, the Warners are upset. Yakko comes up and says that that Dot should have won this. Excuse me, I'm going to let you finish. But Dot Warner is the most influential girl fluencer of all time. Yeah. Basically, uh, I guess they get kicked off and they're like, you know, we're going to steal that tween Quofi award. And then uh, so they, they're going to sneak into her house. And instead, Wacko just rings the doorbell and then they just kind of fall in. And they find the Queen Pofi Award. It's just on the on a the mantle of the fire, fire fireplace. They take it, and then a whole secret door opens up. They go down the stairs, and there is Gigi Soda, and she is wearing glasses, <gasps> and she's wearing a sweater. Oh, oh my gosh! Is it morning already? Oh, I must have pulled another all-nighter editing my video. Why doesn't she have a team? Like, she has all these backup dancers, but they can't afford anybody to edit her stuff. No, I mean, she, I, empathize. Know, she's very I empathize. I empathize. I empathize. I've had, you know, many late nights mm-hmm. editing this podcast. Um, but come on, Gigi. Like, WB needs to, like, pay up and start, you know... Getting yeah, because she's a bajillionaire, she says, yeah. right? Which isn't she, even a number. Although oh, there are okay. an infinite amount of numbers, so you would think there should be an infinite amount of names for numbers, which it's means true. that every word should we just be a got number to eventually. Yet, right? Yeah. So bajillion is just really, 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 really up there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's just okay. whatever name is not made yet. There must be. There has to be an infinite amount of names, right? Sure. <laughs> We'll just come I'll go down it. this rabbit hole. A bajillion exists. No. We're, 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 we're marking it down. A bajillion exists. It's just yeah, really she's got there. a bajillion dollars or whatever. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, she's up doing all the work herself. She doesn't have any time to be a kid. So that's when the Warners were like, hey, should we give her a trophy back? Or should we just, you know, teach her how to be a kid? So they do a whole song about how being a kid is a lot of fun or something like that. You'll never find a four-leaf clover by adulting every minute. And, you know, Norita, Rita, Norita comes out and she's like, hey, if you don't come back, I'm going to replace you with some random kids. So you got to go into this rocket ship. Gigi, you are getting on that candy rocket and we are blasting you into space to promote your space concert. Um, And then the Warner's like, well, we'll put Norita in this rocket ship and they do that instead and it's not a safe rocket with and the kids by the way so with the kids are putting, also getting putting shot little children rocket. in danger mm-hmm. <laughs> um but she was gonna do that to you know Gigi soda so it's and, uh yeah <laughs> i guess and then so the warner said oh we feel we're sorry we stole your award and then Gigi's like hey i will you stole my award and then she gets mad and then she kind of goes back to where she was at the beginning of the episode what is the matter with you you made me eat dirt look at bugs and scrape my knees like a child and the whole time you had my award this 
this isn't just an award. It's a sub I can smell. <sighs> it's a light I can lick. It's a follow I can feel. <laughs> and she says, you know, she's going to jump off the water tower, I guess. She just jumps at him with sharp teeth and... Yeah, that's because it's end. it's a like she can touch or something. Yeah, yeah, she crushes the she crushes up the trophy and rubs it and on her face. Eats, yeah, she's not so, insane. Mm-hmm. What an interesting end to this cartoon. Okay, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and go over some cultural references <laughs> before we talk about the stuff that we uh, liked or maybe didn't like. Um, so. Uh, First of all, I, I, they, they mentioned Chuck Lorre. Uh, Chuck Lorre is a, a television producer. He's produced a lot of things, so therefore apparently can uh, an affo- afford an, a pyramid to, you know, you know, bring people into or something. There's this whole scene where Yakko says, "I'm gonna let you finish," and uh, you know, stops Gigi Soda from talking. Um, and it's very similar to when Kanye West did that to Taylor Swift. I'm really happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But Beyonce had one of the best videos of all time. Remember how it was fun? Like, remember when Kanye West was just kind of silly crazy and not mm-hmm. like uh, anti But even that crazy? was kind of like... Even that like, was kind of like, oh, boy, this guy Yeah, that help. was like the beginning of Kanye where people are like, oh, Kanye, that's not... That's not cool, man. <laughs> I still remember like, Beyonce can, in that. You can just think going, that. That's fine. And yeah. that's, maybe it's true, but like you don't do that to someone else's like. That's no, just not cool. no, and but no, and uh, I don't think Beyonce like she didn't. You don't like want to be in the audience. Yeah, exactly. Like to be called out like that, like in the audience, you don't want to no. be like just sit down. No, she was <laughs> she was totally just you, her expression going. What are you doing? This is not like what 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 did he think was going to happen at that point? Taylor Swift was going to say, "You know what? You're right," and give it to Beyonce or something like that. It does nothing. Oh, Kanye mm-hmm. gets help. Please get that man some help. Somebody, uh, he needs a lot of it. Um, at any rate, uh, of course, uh, Gigi uh, Soda is uh, is. Uh, based off of its a parody of uh, G, uh, G, 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 Jojo. Jojo Siwa. Jojo Siwa. <laughs> just think of your own name. I call. I just want to point out, I called it. Ha-ha! And I don't even, <laughs> even know why. You don't know her name. I don't even know her name, but I called it. And I, um, I think a lot of people are having trouble online. At least my thought was this morning. I wonder why, if people are having trouble online noticing the connection right away because... Jojo Siwa is a cultural thing from a few years ago, really. She's not really as popular anymore. And so she's like 20 almost now. So. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, she's still doing stuff. And I think she's still a positive influence for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. um, she's not as, I mean, it happens. Like you have every, you know, she's one of those 15 minutes of fame person who you got to use up, you know, you got to cash in while you can and she really did she was on she had tons of uh, toys and uh, dresses and all this kind of stuff for girls to get and um, then I think she's just not as I mean she's not popular anymore all those kids grew up and so did she and that's just how it is so yeah but I, I want to just point out I called it I was very proud of myself it was not a human version of Dot um, just someone who may or may not have been Stealing her look. Uh, was that ever, I forget, was that ever uh, put down for sure whether uh, this Gigi Soda was intentionally stealing Dot's look or was it just a coincidence? They never said. See, like, for them to be getting that mad at her when it could, like, I was thinking, like, I don't think Gigi was actually stealing that look. It was just a flower in your head, like, in your hair. Like, that's just thing to do at no. any rate i wish if they if they i wish i think the warners would have been more justified for stealing something at least <laughs> if it was very much like well she definitely stole yeah that should have come out look. at some point that should have been like that should have been like no Gigi is definitely doing something bad so therefore the warners or at least like norita rita like Told, you know, someone yeah, like, like someone's, yeah. someone's doing it exactly. There's a lot On of purpose. different ways they could have done that. That way, they could have still had this redemption arc of some sort, or at least you know, to help her become a kid again, and it would still feel good. But they didn't. It was just kind of left out there. Anyway, 
Um, any other cultural references? Oh, I did notice um, they did um, almost say the word Hooters in this uh, episode because they talk about going on scooters and then eating wings at. And oh, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be rhyming with knee, so I thought it was going to be KFC. <laughs> no, it was. It was supposed to be eating wings at Hooters, and that's why they had a woman outside. Uh, not in a very, you know, she's just dressed as a chicken drumstick, but um, it was supposed to be a, a Hooters restaurant, I guess, because that, that rhymes makes more sense why they would and they cut it they off, like, cut it out. Erased your friends on scooters. <laughs> you haven't lived until you've skinned your knee. Ow. Or eaten wings. <laughs> Gigi, where have you been? Uh, I, let's see, any other little things? They mentioned HBO Max. Yeah, that's a thing for at least a while longer. Who knows what's going on with that? <laughs> Wonderful streaming uh, station. Uh, is it called a station? Service. Streaming service. <laughs> so I'm so old. Uh, yeah. But that's about it. I guess there's something, according to the wiki, there was, I don't even remember this. So you think you can sing with a bag over your head? It'd be a parody of a mass singer. Is that what you wrote, Nathan? Yeah, is that mass a singer? And so you think you can dance? It's like a combination of both of them, right? Oh, like I guess yeah. Thing. So you think you can dance? And yeah, that was another Fox show. Um, yeah, and and mass singer. So you think you can sing with a bag over your head? I'm like, it must oh, be. okay. It's uh, okay. So a combination of mass singer and so you think you can dance? Okay, there you go. Ah. <sighs> <laughs> so many cultural references. Uh, actually, not that many. But uh, what did you guys think about this first uh, segment of the uh, show? Uh, Kelly, let's start with you. What did you think about it? Oh, um, well, it's weird because I've just finished reading the book um, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. Oh, yeah. I just saw that. It's a, it's a bestseller. Yeah. And so it's about a young um, Disney Channel actor actress um who kind of grew up and didn't really like being an actress and and all that that came with it and um and she was uh, constantly busy and on the run and um so it, it kind of made me think of this Gigi soda character a little bit and how um you know, young stars really don't get to have much of a, of a childhood. And then, and then they reach their twenties and they, they start acting out because they, they never got to play really. And, right. um, so, so that's why I, you know, I said at the beginning, it, it was kind of depressing. I mean, I, I felt really bad for this character and then I felt bad that they were giving her a hard time. Um, because I don't think she deserved it. Yeah. And, who's just doing what she does and um it's not like she did anything to them and uh i don't know just didn't really make a great foil for this episode and then and then it ended so strangely kind of abruptly and um i just wasn't feeling it yeah it really kind of felt like the ending i kind of felt like the it was almost like the end of a bad Saturday Night Live sketch or something like that, where they don't know how to end it, so they just kind of go back. Are we supposed to feel that? I don't know. Like, are we supposed to feel like they were? She is a bad person because uh, she go. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get it. I I didn't understand the writing in this one. Uh, it 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 was confusing. Um, am I supposed to like Gigi Soda or not? Um, hmm. I the song was okay. I thought the song was kind of cute. Yeah. I didn't like the. I thought it, it was only mildly gross when uh, uh, Dot broke her leg and had yeah, a bone the, sticking out of her. Was uh, the song supposed to be um, sort of a parody of Katy Perry's Fireworks? I, I mean, maybe. maybe. <laughs> I guess it kind of does sound like that. Is it fireworks? It, yeah. Whichever one starts off with D. Yeah. yeah. Like feel a like a class, class. Yeah. you know what yeah do mm-hmm. you ever da, da, yeah it's kind of like it has that little bit of uh i wonder if you can take those same words be a kid be a kid like and change it to firework it, it seems like a lot of the songs a lot of the songs again that are not i'm waiting 
And I got to tell the audience listening, I have not really watched much of the the season. I have not jumped ahead. I am taking it super slow. I know almost 99% of the audience listening to us has probably already watched the entire season. I am mm-hmm. not one of those people. Because <laughs> uh, we're really getting to deep analysis. This is deep analysis, folks. We take our yeah, time. Yeah, deep dive. <laughs> but I really am missing Randy Rogel on these uh, songs. And, um, or, you know, just for the traditional type of, of, uh, music writing, you know, I guess it just seems like a, a lot of these songs are, well, maybe that's unfair because I was going to say like, you know, the traditional Animaniac songs, but then again, a lot of the traditional Animaniac songs are all based off of standards and stuff like that anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess I yeah. shouldn't be that harsh, but I, the, I don't know. These songs aren't quite working for me as, as much I as this I'd one like was, them to be. It was okay. Uh, I think... Yeah, like I think if it was like half a beat quicker, I would really like it yeah, or something. It was, I felt it like it was just slow. like it was just like a little too slow, and I was just like, if you just like speed it up, just like half a measure or something, yeah. I think I would be like really liking it. But yeah, like yeah. and the message was good, you know, it's fine, you know, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Came, There's like, nothing yeah. in that. There was nothing in that song that was like offensive or or. It was, mm-hmm. It was. I did like how they were saying play some jacks, and the dot is just playing with a ball and a cup and looks miserable and wacko. <laughs> like they're just doing these old fashioned kid things, and it's like that's kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, I do agree. The song was just just tempo wise, perhaps could have been sped up just a little bit. Just you know, just something tweak it. But yeah, uh, Nathan, what did you what did you think about this? What did you anything that was funny? Anything that was kind of weird? What do you think? I thought it was weird that uh, Gigi sees them put she sees them with the trophy. And they put it in the pocket. She doesn't seem to care at all. Maybe her glasses don't work well. Maybe she's just super tired. I don't know. But they're holding it and they put it away right in front of her. I don't know. She doesn't say like, what are you doing holding my trophy? None of that. Um, Uh I did like that she was on the Zoom meeting. It was funny as, you know, she's like, I got to do this meeting. And then they turned down your microphone. I thought that was kind of funny. All right. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe she deserves to have three icons of children's television help her learn how to have some good old-fashioned fun. Gigi, can you make sure you're muted? As I was saying. Um, yeah, there, yeah, gosh, yeah, this, it really did feel like, like, this is another one of these episodes where I'm just going to say, this one needed another draft. <laughs> you know, like, for this one to have gone all the one way through. One less draft, maybe. One less maybe draft. Some- <laughs> Maybe they like had it on the draft before, Maybe. and then they added another change. You know, it's like sometimes- yeah, that's true. Some reasonings get cut, and then it, and then things change. And honestly, if they just ended on the water tower, happy, like that's that's. I mean, like I'm just thinking the original series, like when like the real foil in this really should have come out more strongly. Norita, Norita, and not and don't put the little kids in the rocket because they don't they shouldn't be blasted off with her. Just have yeah, the kids. She would have been like, it was my idea to put that flower to steal on right. and, and 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 then blast her off into space in a precarious rocket while you and well the Warners and Gigi and all the little kids yeah. watch and smile as this shaky rocket goes up into the space and and she's know, fine. And you she, know she'll yeah, be back. She'll be back. She's not really dead. You know whatever. But it's kind of like. It just the reasoning of a lot of this stuff just really felt off. Like it didn't. It was not. I don't know. It, when I had so many problems with with the decision making of the Warners, um, I will say that it's kind of a Spielbergian reference right there, Kelly, at the with the taking the trophy and it and the the little pedestal falls down. It's very Raiders ish. So we have two episodes in a row with kind of a Raiders reference. I think. But, I think um, that's a stretch. You a little stretch? <laughs> I don't know. I got to give him some credit, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Uh, but it was kind of like a temple. You know, you take this off, the thing falls down, and instead of the walls collapsing, the uh, door opens. Sure, right? I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's just a trap door. Uh, at any rate, I let's see. Any other little things? Uh, um. I liked yeah. Norita Rita when she's giving her speech. How she seems like she really doesn't want to be there by saying, yes. "Like so, my great obligation and distinct yeah. tour." That's yeah, what I wrote that down funny. that that was probably the highlight line for me as well. Uh, that <laughs> that uh, so, but yeah, really just wasn't hitting for me. This one definitely the ending 
I just wrote on my notes, weird ending, <laughs> stole my mm-hmm. award. I was just like, that is just weird. It came out of left field, and I did not understand the motivation of that. Okay, well, let's go ahead and move on. we got a, a, a middle segment to talk about. It's another one from Starbucks and Cindy, and this one's called A Starbucks is Born. When he sends the signal, we start the And a Starbucks is Born was written by Jess Latcher, or Lacker. I still don't know how to pronounce that name. Sorry, Jess. And directed by Katie Rice. That I can't pronounce. Well, anyway, uh, let's go ahead and talk about this. The plot is basically, well, it's Starbucks and Cindy once again. And Cindy's putting on a little doll show. And Starbucks, uh, boy, he, he just falls in love with uh, the star actor in this. Romantic love. Love is romantic, and I think it's neat. Romantic, romantic, I love you, and I'll take care of you, and be your friend, and you don't have to worry anymore. She died. Uh, it's kind of again, it's a little kid doing the narration on this. Um. So it's a little hard to follow what the heck is going on in Cindy's brain. But uh, the girl dies at one point, I think, uh, comes back to life at another point. Um, But meanwhile, when all this stuff is going on, Cindy's show is going on. There's uh, in the background the leader of uh, Starbucks's planet, Grimlocks, has gotten fed up with Starbucks taking so long. So he sends this kind of predator-ish kind of looking alien to to assassinate Starbucks. And right before he shoots, uh, Cindy grabs the assassin, and now I guess she has two toys. So I wonder, will this assassin show up in any additional episodes of Starbucks and Cindy? My gut tells me probably not. <laughs> oh, really? But, I think it's a definite yes. But You think it's a yes? Oh, you've seen it? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, know- I haven't seen it. Based on the show notes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then... But I don't know. Th- then, okay, then the fir- the debut appearance. Oh, yeah. Good job, Wikipedia. You spoiled it for me. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyway. But also, it, it has a name. His name's Scout. He's in the credits. Hey, like, Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Voiced by someone, uh, some woman. And I'm like, what? There I don't remember Scout even saying anything, but big big fan of To Kill a Mockingbird, Scout. Uh, okay, <laughs> Maria Maria Bamford. Yeah, wait, Maria Bamford did Scout really? But Scout, yeah. Oh my gosh, Maria Bamford is so hilarious. I love Maria Bamford. Oh. <laughs> so, so I don't and, know what. Yeah, I'm just looking, and I'm, I'm just seeing Carlos Alzaraki did the Alien Leader. He's he's a hilarious guy too. Oh my gosh. Who's Starbucks? Who's Starbucks? Starbucks is Danny Jacobs. Danny Jacobs, uh, uh, I don't know Danny Jacobs. Uh, but the other, Rhea Bamford, I, I love her. She's amazing. So, yeah. Uh, well, there you go. She does, yeah, she does, she's great. She anyway, does Julia. Well, now um, I like the segment the more now. Yeah, she did the mouse she, Julia yeah, as well. So, her. why did I not know this? Why did brain. I not pay attention to this before? Oh my gosh, I love Maria Bamford. I think she's hilarious. Okay, well, at any rate... What did you think about the Starbucks and Cindy? Uh, Kelly, I'm going to go back to you again. What did you think? Was it me or Cindy look and sound a little older? She does. I think it must be just because mm-hmm. the, the girl who plays, I, I don't know off the top of my head if uh, it's the same girl or not. Uh, is she even credited here in our little wiki yeah. notes? It's Eleanor Johnson. And uh, yeah, I think she... She she's she's uh, Katie Rice's niece, and I think she just it's just from getting older. So yeah, yeah, she did sound older. It did sound you know also like you know different. Her voice did sound younger at some points and older at some points. So it did kind of sound like you know when you're taking audio from different bits and pieces and editing together that you know to make it co- a somewhat coherent story. That maybe that's what's going on here. Kind of remind, reminds me of like. Uh, on YouTube, there used to be the um, kid 
kid uh, lip syncing kind of people who would take, you know, kid conversations and just uh, lip sync what they were saying. And it, this reminds me of that. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nathan, what did you think about the Starbucks and Cindy? Um, it was it was fine. Yeah, I felt like there was she definitely sounded different in parts. I think she was easier to understand now. I think they lowered some of the background noise a little bit, so it's yeah. Harder. I think it was easier to hear her, but there was times where it felt like she was like, "Now you have to say this." And she's like, "Fine, I'll say that." You know? Yeah, yeah. I felt like there were there were certain lines where it felt like I didn't I didn't feel her passion for it or something. It, you know? <laughs> it was less organic, I guess. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I did get that feeling too. Like, I think they're getting to the point. I think they got to the point where, hey, that was successful, but now we actually want to talk about. <laughs> we're actually going to be doing X, Y, and Z. So, hey, kid, say this. And yeah. which isn't to say that, you know, that's that's bad to do that, but it kind of was going against the well, initial formula of what they were doing. And I'm, I, think. I wonder if the reason she sounds younger and older is, yeah, because maybe she wrote, recorded like, you know, an hour's worth of stuff like four years ago. And now right. like to make an actual story. Now we need these connections of like, oh, I need to tell a story. Oh, he needs to come, be wearing his armor. Back. Yeah, come back, you know, come back, come back in and say these few words. And, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that could definitely have happened because these cartoons take a long time to make. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she could have just done some ADR just a few months ago for all we know. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with you, Nathan. I think they're, yeah, I think that's what happened. But yeah, it's Starbucks and Cindy. Oh, and I guess I should, we should mention that also the, you know, in case you didn't know that, uh, a Starbucks is born is a parody of the the title uh, Star is Born, which I remember seeing that movie, the Lady Gaga one, a few years ago. I mm-hmm. liked it. That was depressed, kind of depressing, but it was still a good movie. Are there like three versions of that movie? At least I think I think, I think at least three. There's like a Judy Garland one, I think. Yeah, it was 1937, and then Barbara Streisand, and then yeah. this one. No. Yeah, yeah, eh, yeah. Anyway. There's quite a few. Well, um, I liked her song. It was fine, I guess, you know, dancing with the. Yeah, I did. You know, I liked uh, I liked the shot of the intimidating Cindy looking down at him like the scary mm-hmm. one. I thought that was kind of cute. But um, yeah, yeah, not 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 great, but not bad, I guess, is what I could say yeah. about this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our last segment, which is Royal Flush. And Royal Flush was written by Kathleen Chen and by Brian Polk. It was directed once again by Katie Rice. It's Pinky in the Brain once again. Kelly, why don't you tell us what happens here in Royal Flush? So Pinky and the Brain have gone to London. They are following a Prince Barnaby and Abigail on their honeymoon. We don't want the young British royal Prince Barnaby and his Australian bride, the Duchess Abigail, to see us while we take paparazzi photos. Brain keeps arranging for Abigail to be in these really unflattering photos, and so he's selling the pictures to the tabloids. Eat your heart out, Annie Leibovitz. She's sort of painted as an outsider, and and she's Australian, and so it's like she doesn't really belong, Um, she's not British. It's really starting to hurt her feelings. I mean, she's just kind of frustrated and, and over it. And Brain wants to take the money um, that he's earned, which was five million pounds. And he uses that to enter the secret poker game that Prince Barnaby runs. Five million pounds is the exact amount of money I need to enter Prince Barnaby's secret underground poker game. And he wants the prince to bet on his kingdom so that he can take over the throne. Pinky, they have this whole conversation about fish and chips, and Pinky's mad because he ordered chips but got fries, and then, you know, fries are chips, or chips are fries, and... England and here in England, fries are called chips, and chips are called crisps. Oh, I get it. He lied. Come, brain. We must prepare for tomorrow. Night. Quiet, you masticating moron. Then he was trying to eat brains chips, 
and that ensued a whole nother conversation. So it was kind of crazy. <laughs> and, uh, um, in As fact, in poker kind of, chips. Yeah, poker <laughs> chips. And so that kind of leads into, you know, pinky dealing with all the weird customs or at least weird to him of, of England and some of the, the terms and languages and or terms of the language. And he runs away after Brain gets mad at him and he runs into Abigail and she's all upset and they um, decide to run off, run around London together and see some of the sights. Then bend over and chunder up our steak and kidney pie. so bad. It's always dead it tastes like glue. And they have a little song duet that sort of reminds me of um, A Whole New World. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, Brain is still playing the game, and he's, he's already won some castles, and he gets Barnaby to offer his throne as collateral. <laughs> Barnaby, I have something to tell you. And I have something to tell you. I want to go home. What? But sugar lumps. Yes. I'm not happy here. I'm tired of being a princess. What can I do to help? I could offer you this handkerchief. <laughs> Soaked in chloroform. Brain knocks Pinky out with some chloroform. But Barnaby actually decides to abdicate the throne so he can move to Australia with Abigail. And Brain's really upset about this because he was just on the verge of winning the throne. But now that Barnaby's abdicated, he's not going to... I mean, I guess it goes to the next in line, whoever that is. And uh, then Brain basically admits what his plan was and Abigail finds out that he was the one that took the pictures. You can't do this. I didn't take all of those embarrassing honeymoon photos of you just to have my plan fall apart at the 23rd hour. GMT. You! You're the paparazzi who took those pictures! Security! Oh dear, time to rouse from your slumber, Pinky! Well, Brain has to basically drag Pinky because he's still unconscious. And they lock themselves in the bathroom, a.k.a. water closet. They flush themselves down the toilet. And then they get washed out into the river. You know the irony of all this, Pinky? I had a royal flush. Come, my friend. We must hail a cab and endure the driver's long-winded prattle about Brexit if we are to return to the lab and prepare for tomorrow night. The end. <laughs> yeah, it took a while for me to figure out in this one what the heck brains – because we just had an episode where the whole thing was brain needs money. And I thought this one was literally just going to be we're never going to find out what brain's plan is for conquering the world or at least a portion of it. Um but we did. It just took a little while to get there. He's, yeah, trying to rule England with an iron fist. And uh, once he takes over uh, this, uh, well, what's this? I don't know. What's this prince's name? But anyway, <laughs> once he takes over. Uh, at any rate. Uh, so let's see. Any, uh, so the main, I guess the main uh, reference is we're talking about the royals. What do we have? The, so I'm, I'm so not into, is it Prince William? Is that to do with this? Harry, Harry, and Harry, Meghan Markle, Prince Harry, yeah. and, Will, and Meghan Markle. Yes, those two. I uh, Barnaby and Abigail is what yes, they are. Yes, Barnaby and Abigail. Always. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. It. Uh, so that's the major one, and it does seem to mirror a lot of what their real life has gone through. Um, they're, you know, they Harry has. Essentially, I mean, they left the royal family. Um, they just lost a castle, I guess, or something like that, or at least a house that the queen gave them, which I don't know if the, they really cared about that. They're living here in America instead of Australia. But obviously, Megan, uh, you know, has been treated harshly by the press uh, in England. And, you know, some of that could be, some of that could be 
racism i don't know mm-hmm. it's it's I'm, xenophobia I don't xenophobia know. for sure i don't know it's 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 you know me being an outsider it's myself of england it's hard for me to and obviously i don't really follow the royals that much um yeah but uh, you know that was it was kind of interesting that Abig- you know abigail on this was not seen as necessarily a a complete poor me victim because she just talks about you know Oh, just to be normal again, playing polo and 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 mm-hmm. uh, now let's go back to Australia where we can go back on stolen Aboriginal land and stuff like that. It's like oh, that's that's kind of funny. There, she's not like the the you know you know completely innocent or anything like that. But uh, yeah, I think that was. I mean, there was also you know James Bond, uh, you know, big thing with the whole poker thing. Obviously, the brain looking very much like James Bond and the folks that were. Uh, sitting at the table, look kind of like James Bond villains, and of course, Pinky, boy, he, he came in dressed like a Jessica Rabbitish kind of uh, girl, uh, but and it had some sort of what was it, couscous, couscous Israel or something. Yeah, I was like is, looking through all the James Bond girls. I was like, maybe there's a Bond girl that's like very similar. I was like, no, no, just it kind of sounds it's like it could name. be, yeah, it could be something close to. Uh, a James, but Bond I looked girl. through all of them. Yeah, was, yeah. I mean, they've had they've had tons of weird names of uh, you know Bond girl, so it it fits. I could see a I could see a Bond girl named Couscous, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what it, what that's. I think that's pretty much it. Is there any other kind of references that uh, you really see? Because I have a lot of notes about what I noticed about the episode, but not really any <laughs> cultural stuff. Did you guys see any other cultural references? There's the chicken boo reference. Okay, where's um, the chicken on one boo of the reference? <laughs> On one of the magazines, it says oh. like chicken booze recipe or something. I don't know. I can't remember. So but. I, I, I must have not. Pa- I paused most of those magazines, but then by like the, then I didn't really care anymore. So, <laughs> so I missed the chicken boo reference. Oh, oh well. Well, the chicken um, boo of the reboot is a different chicken boo for me. So I don't really like this chicken boo that much. But okay. what about baby chicken boo? Uh, baby chicken boo is pretty darn cute. So I guess. Maybe I'll, I'll I'll like him, you know. But anyway, what else? What else we got, Nathan? Um. Okay. Um. The brain mentioned Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> did mention. Bre- okay, we got Brexit. There we go. Yeah. There's a there's a song that played while Brain was taking pictures, and it might have been a. What lay was responsibles? That song? Oh, you think by, that's what it was? According to the the. I heard the notes here. It says a song that plays during the montage of Brain taking the pictures of Abigail is Lay Responsibles by Jacques Dutronic. Okay. Dutronc. I did like that so. song. I was like, and go, it wasn't know. credited in the credits. And I was just like, wait, who, what is this? So, yes, I did like <laughs> I did like that song. I liked that song a lot better than the actual song that was sung, actually, which I thought was a little slow. It's like I, I wrote slow, boring Disney song. I I liked yeah. Pinky's lines, but I don't. I mm-hmm. but Pinky's lines about he was just upset with how everything's called something else. This running gag that he's having throughout the entire uh, uh, cartoon, which but, I was so sure that was going to be the reason that Brain's thing failed. I was like, oh, it's all leading up. They keep saying it's going to be a problem, and at the end, there's going to be something like that. And it well, never something came. Was, that's true. It never comes. Once again, Pinky, your refusal to review your English to English vocabulary flashcards jeopardizes the entire mission. The closest it I, comes to is the whole chips thing where he's eating the chips. Eating but, chips. But, 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 but also, he, the, you want to talk about like the, the, where it goes from writing to animation not quite matching up? Uh, he, the brain says. Pinky, what have you done? Those were nearly all my chips. Uh, no, Brain. You're thinking of crisps. He only ate one chip that we see, and then mm-hmm. he threw he throws it up immediately. So the, Pinky yeah. ate no chips. And so yeah. it, it's almost like in the initial recording, like Pinky was just eating a bunch of chips, like eating the poker chips. That did not yeah. happen. That was very, that, again, we can talk about another frustrating plot moment for me. There you go. <laughs> Why Maybe is Brain's brain just exaggerating. Brain's very greedy Those about immediately his chips. All my chips, one chip. <laughs> it's like, no, you got a pile of them right next to you, Brain. That's um, almost all of them. It's almost all of them. I'm yeah, thinking, 
<laughs> one he's bad at math he's not a genius like pinky apparently um yeah it also sounded like the brain was recorded this sounded like another pandemic recording to me um in fact i think if i were to guess that's why they did a few of these um pinky's how-to episodes because the brain or maurice's audio just sounds a little bit it just sounds different like the quality is a different it's it just sounds like they're in two different studios or or whatever and um maybe that had some sort of effect on me with how jokes were working as well in this uh, pinky in the brain one but just listening to the brain speaking versus pinky there was a definite at least for me a change in clarity of their voices at least for me um i don't know speaking of changing quality of, of clarity let's go to kelly who's having some trouble with zoom today <laughs> anything else that we that you might have noticed uh with uh this pinky in the brain episode any anything that made you laugh or anything kelly no i didn't Ah, uh, okay uh yeah just oh I, hey I, I just remember one more cultural reference it he mentions annie Leibovitz, who does great star wars pictures for vanity fair <laughs> that's oh okay. i was like yeah. i never I, I heard yeah. the name and i was like i don't yeah. know yeah she does she does yeah she does she works for vanity fair and i'm sure other probably other magazines as well but yeah anything else nathan in this oh, that um pinky and the brain were getting shipped again in this episode did you hear the reference to that mm. brain says it's it's too romantic and then pinky's like oh i know it's you know and then of course pinky's dressed as a girl whereas mm, yeah. as it brains date so there's definitely some shipping going on in this episode but pinky was definitely thought it was romantic with him and the brain in the stables yeah and he's definitely looking to to the brain like a romantic kind of thing with him and the stars and equating like where abigail looks to the stars and yeah. sees the prince he looks to the stars and sees brain um, yeah so there's definitely been going on yeah at some level of the i don't know if it's the it's probably both writing and you know uh artists you know yeah i think it just, it's all it's all yeah. happening yeah i just wrote down that the timing of this one just felt off like brain giving like i really liked when i think about it the idea of the brain giving pinky a handkerchief covered in chloroform <laughs> and to knock mm -hmm. him out that felt that was, that's funny but the way it was directed and and this put together just felt rushed like there was there it, mm -hmm. there should have been a comedy beat right in there um yeah and I thought so, it was funny that when Pinky asked for it again because he was like, I'm so tired. Can I have that? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, yeah. It just seems like just the things that they were taking their time on in this one was the song, which was, again, the emphasis on that one seemed to be I'm hearing more of Abigail's lines. I don't care about Abigail. I don't care about this character. I care yeah, about Pinky's Pinky. lines are very funny. Yeah. Pinky, but he's not the majority of the song. The majority of the song, it seems like anyway, the focus is on her, which she's just talking about, I wish I had a, and I guess it's supposed to be funny with the thing. Let's go to pay, let's eat pastries and throw them up or something. I don't well, know. And there's no kangaroos and you know, it's yeah. Funny. It, yeah. Um, she, the stuff she was saying was they're singing. wasn't the funny stuff. Pinky was doing the funny stuff. It's almost as just mm -hmm. pinky. It, 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 I don't know. It, it just, the focus seemed off. The timing yeah. was off. The direction was off in this one. I did not work for me. Uh, it should have. Like, again, when I look at this on paper, it everything, like, as a checklist, like, oh, yeah, everything looks like it should work. But then when it's actually executed, it doesn't – it's not working as, it, yeah. as good as it should. It's, it's strange that uh, Brain just shows his cards, the two queens. It doesn't yeah. seem to care about and that. and that doesn't <laughs> – yeah, that fell over, too. And I thought like, that was going to have some shoot, sort of plot Showed point. your hand. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the plot at all. That had no impact on his hand or anything. Well, I did think it was funny when Pinky saw that he had two queens and said that we'll have trouble spelling something with that, like they were playing Scrabble. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So yeah. Okay. See, I'm glad you caught that because I didn't really get what Pinky thought they were playing. So yes, Scrabble. That makes more sense. <laughs> Scrabble makes sense. Yeah, and then Brain treating the game of poker like, oh, you you just seem to be smart or something. Like, I don't know how he's winning all these hands because there's a lot of luck that goes into, no matter how much skill or intelligence you have, like knowing the statistical odds of winning doesn't mean you're going to win. If, you know, 
having two queens doesn't guarantee you're going to win because it's going to be a better hand. I guess when he had the royal flush, he knew he was going to win. It was the only time. Yeah. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah, again, I'm trying, we're, I just want to fo- let folks know if you're, if you, if you really love the reboot, and I'm sure that, and many of our listeners absolutely do, and you've gone this far, I'm really trying to find things that I, <laughs> that I like in these episodes, but the more I analyze it, and then I ended up just finding more things that don't work for me. I just apologize. For I think it happens with anything you watch, yeah. you want to overanalyze. You'll start finding like, well, this is kind of like, that's, you could do true. that to Ant-Man or something or oh, any yeah. of these or any Marvel Star movies, Wars films, you know, Star like, Wars movies. You start yeah. going really into like, why, well, why did you do this? It's just like, because <laughs> it's a cartoon. It's fine. Exactly. It's, just move on. It's supposed stop, to be funny. Stop the <laughs> podcast. Okay. We're going to stop. Let's stop. Let's stop. Let's go ahead and get to our water tower rating. Okay, out of five water towers, how many would you give this episode of Animaniacs? Kelly, let's start with you. Oh, you know, I'll probably give it a two. And I don't know, maybe can blame it on my anesthesia yesterday. Um <laughs> Or what? But I, n- none of it really—it all felt flat for me. And none of it really made me laugh. Um, I, I think the songs in both segments really dragged on. They were—they were kind of sappy, and I'm not here for that. Um, I got Disney for that. And yeah, even the even thinking in the brain wasn't as funny as it normally is. Usually that one, that'll kind of make up for anything else, but um, it didn't work for me. Okay. Nathan, what about you? Um, I'll give it, uh, I'll say a three. I Ooh. thought it was fine. <laughs> Nathan's going like on this. You're so, always going, yeah. you always go on the scale of uh, one through five, four reboot episodes. Yeah. This is See. the reboot episodes. And based on, you know, the first episode, I gave a three. This is probably around the same as that very first episode. Although the first episode did have Jurassic Park. So maybe I go to 2.5. But, uh, you know, I'll be generous. I'm going to say a three. <laughs> I think um, it had songs and it weren't it, things weren't like overly gross in it. And the songs weren't like bad. I'm not going to be stuck in my head later, which That's is nice. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'll just say three. <laughs> OK, well, I'm going to agree with Kelly and I'm going to say it two as well. Uh, again, I would I would go lower. But again, nothing in this was like terrible or anything like that like uh, for me it was fine but again am i going to revisit this no am i going to did i really find anything amazingly funny not really uh i did like one part that made me chuckle which was pinky talking about how he was kicked outside and now he's an outsider uh i thought Mm -hmm. that was that was that was that made me chuckle um but you know yeah it was just meh it was a math episode for me. So, yeah, that's a that's a two. It's a two. Well, let's go and get to some contact information. Nathan, where can people find you online? Uh, Joey, I'm on Twitter. DjangoFT, that's neat. All right. And Kelly, what about you? I'm also on Twitter. Yellow Princess, Y-O-D-A-P-R-N-C-S-S. All right. And as for the Animaniacast, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, other stuff subscribe to us or follow us on whatever podcast player you you uh like to use and uh, hey become a member of our patreon patreon.com slash animaniacast and we of course are a proud member of the retro zap podcast network and you can head on over to retrozap.com today to not only listen to episodes of our show but also go back in time and listen to a bunch of amazing podcasts and articles and everything that's being published all week long about everything pop culture you can head to the discord retro zap group and talk about animaniacs or pop culture stuff there too at any rate for nathan and kelly this is joey saying good night everybody night everybody good night everybody
This podcast is not endorsed by Warner Brothers or Amblin Entertainment and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Animaniacs, Tiny Toon Adventures, Freakazoid, the Warner Brothers logo, all names, pictures, and sounds are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademarking copyright holders. All original content of this podcast is the intellectual property of the Animaniacast unless otherwise indicated. Brian told me to go outside, and now here I am, an outsider! Yeah!